The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. It was a tale of two stories. It was the tale of a mouse, and that was meant to be punny. The Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the radar radio star, here with you uh, for an episode that uh, proves some points, a sovereign short that will have me saying something I never thought I would say. And that is Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, is right. <laughs> Uh, um, so it was actually early. <laughs> All right. Where is this going? Because really what I'm doing here is I'm going to review a mouse, you know, like, uh, like, a, you know, computer mouse. <laughs> but why did I just say that? Well, let's get into it a bit. Um, it actually comes, comes down to, uh, something that I've gotten way more response than I expected. Uh, some of it positive, a lot of it negative, uh, about, well, the, uh, the most, I think, or it's one of the most recent sovereign shorts that I had done, which was, uh, happy new year, 2022 from windows seven, where I talked about how I have gone back to an older laptop and I am running windows seven on it. Now, some people say, well, of course you would do that. You know, like that only makes sense considering the clusterfuck that is modern computing and, and modern desktop OSs. Um, then there's others who are saying, holy shit, Windows 7 is a, you know, is, is a massive, uh, uh, you know, it's a security problem just waiting to happen. And, well, if you actually listen to my recent Patreon Wednesday Q&A, my most recent one, which just came out uh, this past Wednesday, you would have heard where I have solved the issues, and I still go on the internet, where I solved my issues with Windows 7. But you got to be a patron to hear that. Or should I say I've solved the security issues um, around Windows 7, and I think it's in uh, in novel fashion, um, you know, and well, anyway, I won't go any further than that. Um, but one of the issues with using an older laptop, and I know like it can be possible to upgrade the uh, the Bluetooth chip, you know, on, on a laptop at times. Um, and I may look into that, but frankly, it's not that big of a deal to me for my laptop to have Bluetooth capabilities. Bit of a different story for a smartphone to have those. Um, but for a laptop to have them, that's another animal. But the laptop I have, um, my Dell uh, 7480, that, of course, it's from 2017, so not that ancient, but, well... That's five years or so now <laughs> we're getting there anyway. Uh, or yeah, no, it's pretty much five years. Um, that came with Bluetooth 4.2. Now, in the past couple of years, the amount, and I mean, even before then it was happening, but in the past couple of years, the amount of stories coming out uh, about the security flaws, the exploits uh, existent within the Bluetooth protocol all the way up to, you know, basically everything before Bluetooth 5.0, which itself had only has only been around for, you know, year, year and a half, um, as far as in most mainstream devices. Um, you know, I mean, it, it was just replete. And, and these are disaster exploits, just disasters waiting to happen. So now where does my statement about uh, 
about Harris being right come from? Well, there was a story and I was actually tempted to do a little episode um, about it when it happened. This was in early December of 2021. There was a story from Politico where they were stunned and, and they didn't understand and they thought it was ridiculous that, you know, uh, that, that, that uh, Kamala Harris does not use Bluetooth headphones. They thought that that was absolute madness. And, you know, the, the statement was, is that, well, you know, she's worried about, uh, she has security concerns around it. Apparently she also texts instead of emails due to, or instead of sends emails due to security uh, concerns. Now, if she, I don't know what she's using to text. If it's, if it's iMessage, okay, yep. That's, that's beating SMS and beating emails on a security standpoint. No doubt about that. Looking at you, Hillary Clinton. Woo. Sorry. Just make sure there wasn't a sniper around <laughs> when you mentioned that name. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, I mean, okay. If, you know, again, I don't know what, what, um, what kind of smartphone that she uses. Maybe when she texts, she uses something with the signal protocol baked in. I don't know. But anyway, this just kind of goes to show how fucking stupid and insane, um, most journalists or, or a lot of media outlets are, let's put it that way. Cause I, I have, I mean, I, I have friends that are journalists and they're actually very intelligent people. Um, and also the intelligent journalists will stay in their wheelhouse because the people of Politico clearly weren't in their wheelhouse. Um, Kamala Harris is, is completely right that Bluetooth is a security issue, you know, and certainly pre Bluetooth five there. I mean, it, it, the documentation is just through the roof on the security issues, you know, with, with, with Bluetooth. And when you consider, especially somebody who's always kind of on the go, I mean, I can imagine a lot of politicians probably spend a ton of time on their phones. And that's been true. Actually, I don't have to imagine it. I, I know I won't get into, you know, a lot of details on that, but I know, I mean, this is why blackberries were such a big deal. Of course, they're officially dead now, right? They finally pulled the plug on official blackberry OS uh, support, which end of an era, that's for sure. Um, but anyway, you know, politicians, they spend way more time on their phones than they do on their computers. Part of the reason I always get a, uh, a more than a hearty chuckle when people are like, Oh yeah. Oh, email your representative and blah. They don't care. <laughs> They're not looking <laughs> and they probably don't even prefer email, which again is fine. Like I, I can understand that too. Um, yes, there are more secure alternatives, uh, uh, or, you know, there are secure alternatives to email that are more secure. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so this idea that, wow, I don't want to wear Bluetooth headphones because of security concerns is a hundred percent on. And as we always say on sovereign tech, nay, one of the many sovereign tech axioms, not that I came up with this one, um, though I've come up with the, many of the others, uh, but only the paranoid survive. Well, it's true. And this level of paranoia is spot on. Now, if you're using Bluetooth five, you know, 5.0 and five, you know, 5.0 plus, you know, 5.0 and up, um, you're in a little bit of better shape and you know, the organizations and developers behind, uh, the Bluetooth protocol, are or standard, I guess we could say, um, are heavily working on Bluetooth five specifically, um, you know, getting that patched. Uh, 
and devices generally that run Bluetooth five, you know, can get that patch. Um, it appears that everything before that, they're just not even bothering either because it's not technically feasible or, you know, it's just costly to do so. Now myself, I'm well aware of this. So my smartphone, of course, is a, uh, a pixel six, Google pixel six, not the six pro, just the six. And finally, holy shit. Talk about security concerns. Finally, it got the December and January update. If I have any other pixel users or pixel six, uh, users out there in my listenership, um, you know how long you're waiting for that. And I mean, you know, there, there's reasons we had to wait, but wow. You know, usually, usually, uh, uh, the pixel update, you know, the security updates and everything, usually that's like on what first Monday of the month, uh, of every month. And you had to wait two over, you, you know, so long for, uh, when all the other pixel devices got their updates, um, the six series, December's ended up getting delayed and then June's was essentially delayed, but we finally got that. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. So, um, and of course, actually go back and listen to that windows seven episode. If you want to hear about why it's so important that your smartphone gets security updates, perhaps more so than even your PC. Um, now this, you know, the, the pixel six, I mean, the main reason that I wanted to get my hands on it, a, I got one offered to me, which is great, you know, but then at the same time, um, it really came down to security just flat out, you know, <laughs> notice I didn't say privacy. <laughs> I said it came down to the security. So, I mean, cause you have the Titan M2 chip inside of it, um, you know, and, and using a lot of the latest standards, uh, as far as radios go, that includes Bluetooth. Um, now with that device, okay. Bluetooth, I'm a bit more lenient on. As in, I will connect Bluetooth headphones, but they will be headphones themselves, you know, that use the, the Bluetooth 5 standard. Uh, in fact, I'll probably be doing a review on this um, because I, I get like what I do instead of having to buy like the newest headphones um, or whatever, or getting updated headphones just to have like the latest firmware and really security in the headphones themselves. Um, I buy like I buy uh, Bluetooth adapters for my wired headphones, because to me still the best headphones to date are the, the ear pods from Apple, fuck Apple, but man, I don't know why nobody else. A lot of people will try and copy the design of the ear pods again, that don't go into the ear. Thank you. Or don't jam into the ear, I should say. Um, but nobody can get that same sound. I don't know what the fuck the deal is. I mean, I'm sure it's IP in some way, but I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that. But anyway, I always, I just get these wireless adapters and it's great because they're less than $20 and you can get a new one with the latest spec, you know, every couple of years or hell even every year, but it's worth it for the security. Anyway, that's a separate conversation and I'm probably going to do a separate sovereign short in review on those things and where we could perhaps talk about security a little bit more, but just bringing it up. So my, you know, my main laptop now, which is my Dell seven, uh, latitude 7480, uh, which has a much older Bluetooth standard, or at least a fairly older Bluetooth standard, um, that, you know, it's not Bluetooth five. Uh, I could look into updating or upgrading that, but at the same time, like that's okay because older, uh, laptops, you know, and especially when you're not running like the latest optimizations from the manufacturer, uh, which Dell supports windows seven on the 7480, even though like it even came to me with windows 10 on it originally. 
Um, if you don't have the latest optimizations, you know, in OS optimizations, uh, your battery life can really suffer. So not turning on your Bluetooth radio is a great way to save some fucking battery life. And so it comes down to two things. Okay. So there is the, the, the battery life of why I don't want to even use Bluetooth on that computer. And again, even saving Bluetooth, you know, power or saving battery life on any, you know, laptop, even modern ones by not activating Bluetooth, obviously is a great thing. Uh, so there's that. And then there's the security concern uh, where I don't want to connect, you know, uh, or I don't, I don't want Bluetooth to be open on that computer. Note, I also regularly keep all of my ports taped up on that, on that laptop. Okay. You know, that's a good, fine and dandy thing to do. Um, and the solution around that is not to connect Bluetooth. And again, unless you have more of a modern computer, you know, or a modern Bluetooth standard on it, maybe then maybe. And again, that's a maybe. So what I needed for my, and this is going to get into a whole other point, what I needed for my 7480, because a lot of the work on the software specifically that Windows runs, um, I want a mouse for like a trackpad is just not going to cut it as great as a trackpad. And I mean it as fucking great as a trackpad as the latitude 7480 has. It also has the keyboard nipple and it works. I, I actually, I like that. I like the, the, the concaveness of the nipple way better than, than what Lenovo puts on the ThinkPads, where it's a uh, convex. I, yeah. And anyway, go Dell, uh, <laughs> but I needed a mouse and you know, it started with the thought process, and this is another uh, uh, almost a, a sovereign tech ma uh, axiom, uh, or you know, it could be a maxim. But anyway, <laughs> um, that, and and this is this is such a key thing for people to get when you live, especially when you live in a consumer culture, which ninety percent of the planet does. Okay, when you live in a consumer culture. This is something you've got to grok. That is, you, you know, designers, engineers, developers, whatever, can innovate past perfection. That doesn't mean that they've made it more perfect. No, what that means is they've innovated past the point of perfection perfection of usability form function you know wh whatever it happens to be depending upon what you're talking about but this is just a truth dare i say it's a truth of capitalism but people might get pissed off at that do i care no not really but you know it's it's just like you know insurance companies right like insurance companies insurance companies cannot are not interested in you being 100% safe and they won't even try not because it costs too much. It's because if they did, they'd be out of business. Right. Okay. So let's be clear here that market systems, you know, do not end off with, you know, what is uh, uh, perhaps perfection or best for everyone. It's that's just, that's a fact. Just, just get that, get that clear. That doesn't mean that it's bad. That just means that that happens and it happens a lot. Now, so this idea of innovating beyond or past perfection. Okay. Uh, that is the argument that I was making for why I went back to windows seven, because it is abundantly clear that desktop operating system, uh, developers, designers, etc., have 
innovated beyond perfection or past perfection. And I'm done with it. Like, see you later. You know, it's not like new shit's doing anything that interesting anyway. <laughs> so I don't need it. But what about the latest video games, Brian? I, I have a switch <laughs> and that does well enough for me. What, you know, like that's fine. If there's certain games I'll never play on switch, but for fuck's sake, like there's so much to play, <laughs> you know, and, and how much time do you have? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay. Anyway, that that's, that's a side argument. So, um, yeah, we've innovated, especially I think in computing in gen for the average consumer or like consumer level computing and even some power user computing, we have innovated beyond perfection. Now, this is not only true for desktop operating systems, which is why I went back to Windows 7, but ironically, and this is where Microsoft actually admits the matter because they won't admit it that they fucked up with Windows 8, Windows 10. Well, they kind of admitted it with Windows 8, but they won't admit that they fucked up with some of the shit in Windows 10. They won't, won't admit that they've completely fucked up with what they're doing with Windows 11. But they are willing to admit that they haven't really done that much better with the mouse. <laughs> Not to say they haven't done great with the mouse. They have in the past, but that in recent times, well, maybe they perfected the mouse and they went back to it. So this is really the story when I say that, or when I say this is the tale of a mouse, it is the tale, the USB tale at <laughs> that matter of the IntelliMouse, an absolutely legendary device that has been used by champions in many games ever since uh, it first came out in 1996. Now, even when, you know, in my harshest times at micro or, you know, against Microsoft throughout sovereign tech's history, I've always brought up, um, they've got a great hardware business and I don't mean surface shit. I mean like they're, you know, sidewinder or, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, or even the Xbox 360 controller, which has essentially become a gaming standard, um, regardless of, you know, what, what kind of system you use, um, you know, like they can really make great human interface, you know, HIDs, right. They can make great human interface devices. Um, and they have been for 30 years, uh, or well, hell even longer than that. Like the Microsoft mouse 2.0 was, was amazing, you know, even before the IntelliMouse. So the IntelliMouse originally came out in 1996. Um, and it, it was an optical mouse initially, which was also, you know, kind of, kind of risky. Um, it would eventually, they, they would come out with a trackball version. Then they do the IntelliMouse pro. Then they would get to in 1999, just, you know, three years later, they would get to the IntelliMouse Explorer. And really this was the big one. Okay. This is the one that went, you know, USB, or it was like their first USB mouse. Um, it got. It got that design, you know, kind of that really great hump design with a bit of curve. Um, and it had that class, what is now seen as classic. Like you instantly know when you see it, when you see the back of the mouse and there's just like that red light at the back, you know, cause that was to highlight really it was a marketing move, but it, it was to highlight, um, the optical sense, the very powerful optical sensor, um, that, you know, Microsoft had developed for it. And, you know, for a long time, um, that, that was it. Like they, they had the IntelliMouse Explorer and, and 
you know, a lot of people, frankly, just kept using those and buying old ones over and over and over again. Fast forward to about 2006. And I guess it would be like the 10th anniversary of the IntelliMouse. And they came out with the IntelliMouse Explorer 3.0. This would be just as legendary. They didn't change much on it. I mean, they they put a 9000 FPS uh, optical sensor on it. And that was nice. You know, and and again, you got to understand, like people loved the IntelliMouse because it did business and gaming really well, really, really well. And some would argue the best, you know, it was just that kind of like it was just that flexible, that well designed. And the sensors were always top notch, which Microsoft has been doing, you know, has been innovating in mouse sensors, you know, forever. Um, they were the first ones, uh, did they, it was them that, that did blue track, uh, where it could work essentially on any surface. I mean, they, they've just been trailblazing in that area for so long. Um, so 2006 for a lot of people, you know, the, the, uh, IntelliMouse 3.0, that's what they were using for like a decade. Um, and they, they'd either try to get it repaired or they try and find old ones. And the prices for these things would go through the roof. Why? Because nobody wanted to change because they knew this mouse was fucking perfection in design. The curvature, the button setup, everything about it, perfection. And the USB, great. So what happens in 2017? In 2017, Microsoft says, well, shit, we're going to sell the IntelliMouse again. <laughs> and Why? Because they realized this is just the best fucking mouse on the planet. If anything, they probably started producing it because they were releasing it office wide. You know how many tens or hundreds of thousands of people that is just to keep people from getting hand cramps. Um, but that, that they ended up going to well, like 3,200 DPI on that, which that that's pretty good. Um, there was a wireless version of the IntelliMouse at one point, but really Microsoft has left, had left that behind with the IntelliMouse. And as far as I know, every least modern rendition of it is wired. And it's hilarious too, because Microsoft will actually like in their marketing, will say why wired mice are better than Bluetooth mice. Like they'll go down the speed, you know, and, and I hell in the right in or in the documentation, I bet there's even something about security there. Amazing. So in 2019, they ended up putting out um, a special edition of of the IntelliMouse that was the IntelliMouse Pro. Um, and with this, they put in the PixArt sensor uh, and they get which which can go up to a 16,000 uh, DPI uh, max. I mean, I usually set mine at like 2000. I don't go crazy, but it's there, you know, for for gaming. And they they you know, originally Microsoft, I don't think they listed it off as a gaming mouse, but they know that so many people have really dominated with it, um, that now they happily brand it, you know, as, as a gaming mouse and a business mouse. And and it really is. I mean, the only gaming feature I don't think it ever really had was that, you know, you can't put like weights on it, you know, like, like some like razor mice and others would, would do. Um, so it always feels a little light, but you know, when you, when you put your hand on an IntelliMouse, and if you've been around, okay, look, look, it's, calm down, because trust me, people who use FreeBSD, who use fucking Linux, and in fact, I would not be surprised if, like, support for the IntelliMouse was one of the first fucking things added to the Linux kernel, as far as HID. 
<laughs> because I mean, just everybody uses these things. It doesn't matter how they feel about Microsoft. Everybody fucking uses these things. And when you put your hand on one, either new or old, man, that's like old leather, baby. I mean, <laughs> you just, and you're ready to ride. <laughs> it feels so good to hold that mouse. So when I was on the hunt for, you know, for, for a USB mouse for my latitude, um, there it was the, the 2019 edition, the pro IntelliMouse, Uh, and I picked that baby up and I plugged that thing in when it got here into windows seven. And it says right on the box supports windows seven. Um, now the software granted the software, Microsoft mouse and keyboard center, uh, kind of works in windows seven. And like when you close it, sometimes you'll get an error, but whatever, you, not that you really need it. It's just helpful to adjust the DPI, um, as well as the, the, the IntelliMouse pro or the pro IntelliMouse from 2019 has, you know, they, they, they emulated or, or simulated that backlight, that red light, like I was telling you about, but now you can make it any color you want, which is nice because I have like a, like a teal sort of cyan theme going across really most of my devices. It's the same color scheme from, um, from breath of the wild, from legend of Zen Zelda breath of the wild. Uh, like that whole color for the ancients. I love using that on fucking everything. Like my opera GX browser has it all over the place on my Dell. Um, you know, like I set, <laughs> it's amazing how gorgeous arrow glasses on windows seven compared to anything Microsoft has done in the past 10 years. Amazing how, how slick and how well that looks and, and or, you know, how good it looks and how well it works and how it's not a, a resource hog when you have, you know, even a computer from 2017. Anyway, I have that color just kind of running across everything. It's, it's, it's really, really beautiful when your eyes can just kind of do that. I, I'm not, I, I'm not, so, I'm more function over form, but sometimes you can get both when, again, you've reached perfection, which Windows 7 was, and the IntelliMouse was, is, um, you know, then, then okay, form can be pulled off, right? So anyway, speaking of form, so I put my hand on this, uh, I powered up a, a true test of a mouse's capabilities. Uh, I, I put on Canon fodder too. damn Skippy. <laughs> I know all the cool kids out there right now are, are smiling. You're grinning ear to ear when I said Canon fodder too, cause you know what it's, you know, what's up. So I popped that on and man, <laughs> what's that a time? <laughs> Who says you gotta, you gotta go forward. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Who says you got to buy into what they tell you you got to buy into? Fuck no. You can live like it's 1996 all you fucking want. <laughs> Every day. You can even go see, fuck, what, are they bringing back Quantum Leap? <laughs> anyway. No, I don't want them to do that. Uh, but, <laughs> but moving on. Uh, th this thing is is just just phenomenal. Uh, it glides. That I mean, certainly it's got the latest sensor, the PixArt sensor. That's nice. But just the feel on your hands and you might've just heard me uh, pick it up and kind of have it slip. <laughs> it is a little slippery. Like it doesn't have like a really grippy feel, but that's okay. But it does have the very satisfying click. The, uh, you know, the center mouse wheel still has that very grippy feel like, like old mouse wheels used to. It's not like that smooth mouse, uh, or, or, or like mouse or smooth wheel scrolling 
that is common with Logitech mice. I know they put a lot of effort into that, so I don't knock it. If that if you like that, go for it. But I like the I, I do like the sound in this case, and I do like the feel of that that wheel scroll really like kind of gripping. Um, and I mean, I got like the like this frost kind of gray color version you can get a black one whatever uh, but definitely get the pro IntelliMouse. you can still get the classic IntelliMouse that they re-released and I, you know i'm sure that that's phenomenal for for what it is because again it's all about that feel and you've got it and you got plenty of dpi come on so you know but but the pro IntelliMouse, like i do like the look of it i think the sensor probably does help quite a bit and it really does work on just about any surface you toss it at and it's really precise um, I, I love this thing to death. So, I mean, if I was rating it out of 10, it's an easy 10 out of 10. Might as well be an 11 out of 10. <laughs> it, it's just that good. Uh, I mean, everything, again, everything is just really tight. Clicks hit the, you know, scroll wheel is right on not overdoing it with the buttons. Yes. There are side buttons on it for, you know, back and forth, whatever you want to program those two. Um, it kind of sucks that it doesn't have a more built in. Uh, maybe it does. Maybe I just didn't notice it. Like maybe you can press the two buttons, the two side buttons, and it will actually automatically adjust uh, the DPI because a lot of gaming mice will have where you can adjust a lot of the features, even say the colors or the DPI itself um, on the mouse itself. And you don't need to install software. And that's nice. Um, so, I mean, I guess if there's one bad thing, okay, you have to use Microsoft's software, you know, to make those little adjustments, but right out of the box, it feels amazing. You know, and, and actually I know in, in most OSs, you can like adjust the DPI anyway on the mouse. But before I wrap this up, here's the point I want to make to you. Sometimes the market will recognize my point that we can innovate past perfection and that it actually happens a lot. And I'm not going to applaud Microsoft you know, necessarily, but this is a tacit admission. The, the, the pro IntelliMouse is a tacit admission that that is true, that that point that we can, we can innovate past perfection is absolutely a fact because look, we're well past with, with just a quote unquote, simple mouse. We're well past the point of nostalgia. We're well past the point of, you know, like just doing things for anniversary reasons or anything like that. Like, it's just that time has passed. There was no point in doing that in 2019 and releasing the pro IntelliMouse, especially no point to that whatsoever. No, this is about, they know what they've got. They know they've got the best and they went back to it. And I mean, really like, you know, <laughs> the mouse was around for you know, about 10 years more or more until the IntelliMouse ended up coming out. Like, isn't that plenty of time to come out with what probably works best in the human hand or in the average human hand, we'll say, or even the not so average, because mine's the size of a fucking. Yeah. I mean, and, and this mouse still feels great <laughs> with these fucking man hands. Isn't that plenty of time? Of course it is. Everything, everything else after, I mean, it's, it's bullshit. You know what? You're you're making the, the the fucking the mouse buttons at the front. You're making them angular, like on the MX or something. Like what? What? They got it. They know it, and they can just keep reselling it until the end of time. And I bet they will. 
So if anyone ever, you know, gives you shit of why are you using that old thing? You can tell them there are cases in the market where the market even speaks about it, where they know, where the market knows, where people know, consumers know that, no, this was perfected fucking 30 years ago or almost 30 years ago. Uh, and I'm going to stick with it and I'll keep buying into it. I just wish more sectors, more people as well would realize that instead of just being so fucking obsessed with what's the latest thing instead they'll say, ah, this is perfect. I'll stay here. And that's the lesson of this episode. And it's also a security lesson too, when you talk about the USB versus Bluetooth. But anyway, that will be a subject for an upcoming sovereign short. I am going to wrap this up here and I will see all of you on the other side. I'll, I'll link to a pro IntelliMouse in case you want one. They, they cost about $20 more than the classic IntelliMouse, you know, sort of like 50 bucks or something like that, but well worthwhile. I don't care what kind of system you use. It is well worthwhile. Uh, so we'll wrap this up here and I will see all of you on the other side. Woo.